Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show brought to you by FIVO. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I am super, super, super excited to have the great Jeff Darlington of ESPN. <laughs> Very mediocre Jeff Darlington would be much more appropriate. Well, I don't think it's nice to introduce your guests as mediocre at best. Yeah, at best. <laughs> yeah. No, if you put, actually, if you put at best on there, then it becomes insulting. If it's just, you know, mediocre, good, but mediocre at best. That's that's putting a cap on it. <laughs> you guys will probably get his work and feel like yeah. eh, it was fine. Yeah, fine. <laughs> it was yeah, fine. pretty mediocre. Which by the way is okay. Like I got C's in high school, still graduated. It's fine. Yeah, he's just starting out. First time on a football field. It's exciting for all of us. We get nervous. Yeah, exactly. but no, just kidding. You are the best. You really are. You were awesome, and I've been so excited to have you on. Uh, talk a little 49ers football. We are in December, which is bananas. Right on its own. Uh, but but everything is starting to take shape and we're tr- starting to get an idea of who's for real and, and who's not. And Fort Niners had that tough three-game losing streak, which now feels like it was in a different season entirely. Right. Uh, but then go into Philadelphia with quite the statement game, have a terrible first quarter, and then go on to, win- to score six straight touchdowns and kind of establish themselves, at least right now, as potentially the best team in the league. What did you see from them on Sunday? And what does a game like that say? Yeah, I think, you know, you point out sort of the three-game losing streak feeling like a distant memory, and mm-hmm. in some capacity it is, but um, I think it it just reveals why December football is so important and why being healthy is so important. Mm-hmm. And if you have those two components in play, where you have momentum in this month and you have a healthy roster, or as healthy as you can be this time of year, then that's that's when you become the true contender. Um uh, you know, we're seeing it around the league in general, not just with San Francisco, but, um, you know, Miami's another team. Now they've, it's probably a little different because they still haven't gotten that true signature win. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about like some of the best teams in the league, you look at them and you say, okay, if they can put it together in December, which they couldn't do last year and stay healthy, which they couldn't do last year, maybe they're a contender in the postseason. But by all means, if you're going to be a championship team, which the 49ers certainly have that pedigree, you've got to be playing your best football now, which it feels like the 49ers are are starting to accomplish. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting mid-season form. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four. BetOnline has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that's played, from MMA to international soccer. Head to BetOnline today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You bring up Miami, which brings up the like amazingness of what it would be like for a Kyle oh Shanahan versus Mike McDaniel Super Bowl, and just the storyline. I mean, in my head, so I can things I can write. It would be so much fun. Yeah, and well, even just not not just the 
you know, the, the Mike and Kyle connection, which is obviously awesome in itself, just that Mike was mm-hmm. with Kyle for so long and they're, they're so entwined together in terms of their, um, both professional and personal relationships that it's cool, but also just the football product mm-hmm. would be, it'd be so fun. I mean, just all of the pre-snap. Mo- I mean, it'd be, it'd be like the most electric Super Bowl I can think of just in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, yes, star power for sure, but mm-hmm. also just if if you if you dropped an like an alien down and said, we want to introduce you to American football, this sport, mm-hmm. I think that that would be the game you'd want them to see. In Vegas, no less. In Vegas. Yeah, they'd be like, the aliens would be like, yeah, we're going to go home now. Yeah, this is like, exhausting. We've been here crazy. three days. We're good. Yeah. This is <laughs> exhausted. The rest uh, of us are going to have to be there eight days, and I don't know how oh we're going to survive that, but that's a whole, that's a whole different Eight experience. days in Vegas sounds like a terrible movie. Terrible. In which no one, on it's almost like the Hunger Games. Yeah. <laughs> and who survives. Ugh. None let's, of us. I don't know. Let's just talk about something else. It's disgusting. <laughs> Hopefully, we make it to the game. We're but just you're gonna right. walk around with an IV, just like on a pole, like the guy in the hospital room. Everyone's gonna have to do that. crackers. Yes. Yeah. Ginger ale at all times. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is the way to go. Well, I'll be looking for you and your your IV thing, and just yeah. handing out ginger ale to people. But you're right. right. From a football perspective, that would be amazing. But crazy enough, that's like two months away, and of course, a million things can happen. Mm, totally. Yeah, so, we're not there yet. I mean, it's December 7th. And so then we've had one game in December. You yeah, know? which is also bananas. I, I can yeah. keep using that term and just yeah. see if we can get it to stick. We get hashtag bananas trending. Yeah. Really be excited about it. Let's work <laughs> on that. But it, you, Kyle said something in his Wednesday, Kyle Shanahan, his Wednesday press conference that I think is also the thing to keep in mind. And this is why this league is so crazy. You notice I didn't say bananas. Yeah. Uh, but if this league is so crazy. As he said, if you look at that game, we could have been down 21 nothing at the end of the first quarter. And it's a completely different game. And it's it's true. I mean, I think I felt like the 49ers had a good chance when at the end of the first quarter, it should have been like 21 nothing, and it was 6 nothing, And yeah. that, you know, made a huge difference. But but things can change on a dime. And when you talk about that three-game losing streak, that is what happened. Things didn't, true. didn't go they were They weren't able to to stop them. So you look at that game. Now they go in their home against Seattle, who they literally just played two weeks ago. And Seattle was kind of rolling and seemed to be better than everybody thought. Now they're on a three-game losing streak. But going on Sunday could be a four-game losing streak. How do you see this one playing out? I mean, in the past, 49ers Seattle games have always been weird. Like, well, Seattle yeah. games have always been weird. It's divisional games. I, I mean, yeah, that, that and, and Seattle is the great Kevin Clark would say has never played in a normal football game. That was a little more right. true so when true. Wilson was there. But so now they may be coming on a four game, you know, losing streak. We'll see what happens on Sunday. But how do you see this one playing out? And, you know, with the 49ers, you look ahead to their schedule. Obviously, they still have to play the games, but they potentially could run the table, though that Baltimore game right. is uh, a tough one. Um, no, I think to your point, it can be weird, but that, that's where you kind of have to start. This, that's where we talk about December football. This isn't, yeah. this isn't October anymore where you can afford to kind of like, like sort of half-ass show up. Like they, right. they, this is when you have to start kind of building that momentum toward, toward the playoffs. So they should handle their business against Seattle. I mean, that's, that's where 
these are the, the games where you you don't want to see the vulnerabilities anymore. Like mm-hmm. you can't start, you can't keep, you can afford to from a win-loss perspective, but you can't necessarily afford to from a momentum standpoint. Like you got to keep it rolling. And I think that's where um, late season success or failures is defined. I, I, um, I, I keep going back to Mike McDaniel and it's only because not, not, I live in South Florida, first of all, but more because I'm, I've been, um, I'm doing some stuff for Monday Night Football. So it's kind of mm-hmm. in my head. They're playing this week. And he said something um, on Hard Knocks in season to his team where it's like, now in December, it's about preparing yourselves. He goes, I don't care who we're playing. I don't care who the opponent is. Mm-hmm. I don't even, don't even have to look at it. I just care about getting ourselves to a point where we're ready for elimination football. And mm-hmm. where the chips fall in terms of the games, uh, they they can. Now, the Dolphins can't necessarily afford completely have that mentality because they've got to really win games. The 49ers, though, can't. They should be just thinking about themselves. The rest will take care of itself. So, yes, I think Seattle is a formidable opponent, right? I get it. Mm-hmm. They're on a skid right now. But at the same time, the 49ers are a better football team. There's no question. And they just have to get the win and move on. And I think for them, and this was something they'd stressed so much in training camp, was they wanted that one seed, you know, that they really wanted it after what happened last year. And so now the three game skin made it difficult, but now they're in a position to get it. They need a little bit of help. I don't want to make this about me. What help do they need? They need need someone to beat the Eagles and they need, uh, and they need to, they pretty much need to run the table. But they, so basically right now the Eagles are 10 and two, the 49ers are nine and three. Okay. The Lions, I believe, are nine and three as well. I, I think the Lions are a very good football team. I don't trust that they're going to run the table right. on this. No, no, I, I, I agree. So I, I, see- I think they're really good, but, but if you look at the Eagles' schedule, first mm-hmm. of all, the Cowboys on Sunday night that could yes. go either way. Then the Seahawks, they, they win that. They beat the Giants. They beat the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And they beat the Giants again. The 49ers, are big, 49ers fans are big time rooting for the Cowboys on Sunday night. Cowboys, huge. And I mean, that's that's the game. That's that the literally game. feels like that decides the one seed, in my opinion. You you could see the Eagles. I mean, everybody can slip up, but I mean, really, the Seahawks, the Giants, and the Cardinals are their final three of four. I mean, that's the game. That feels like uh, that feels like for sure. And I and I think the one seed is more important than ever after the changes that were made. Where. Yeah. Um, they get the buy and the two seed doesn't. So um, it is critical. But then again, uh, I think what we just saw this past weekend shows you that uh, maybe it doesn't matter all that much. You know? No, I think it. I think it just becomes about. I mean, I've seen people on Twitter or X or whatever it's called. They're constantly like, "It doesn't matter anymore. Home field advantage doesn't matter. Fans travel. It's not about that. No, that doesn't. That's not. It's not that's about the not fans. It. It's the team no. traveling. It's the team traveling." It's, it's the team three reporters having to travel across the country multiple times. I don't want to make this about me, but I'd really love the one seed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's also a buy for a team that plays incredibly physically physical football. Yes. I mean, like the 49ers, the way they play, you're going to get hurt. McCaffrey is going to get hurt. Debo is going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, you've trained really, like you've got go across the roster. Guys are going to get hurt. So getting mm-hmm. that bye week, um, for a team like that, I think is, is for any team, but especially the 49ers is, is huge. So I agree with you at Sunday night, but then for the 49ers perspectives, they have Seattle, they have Arizona, then they have Baltimore, they have the commanders and they have the Rams. So, so Baltimore, Baltimore, yeah, I guess the Rams too. 
So the Rams, the Rams and the Rams in the final game of the season, like who knows what will they be playing? We'll see. But um, Stafford might be retired by then. What did you yeah. say? I'm sorry. Stafford might be retired by then. Who he might, <laughs> and that would that would be an interesting <laughs> in itself. I might be playing quarterback for the Rams that week. Yeah. It'd be fun, not for anybody. Uh, but I that it starts with Sunday, and then the Four ers have to take care of business. So we'll see. That becomes that becomes a big one. But the the one seed, it was a better time when two teams got a buy. It was a better yep. time for other teams but you're right for this team and I look back to that Cincinnati game which was right before the 49ers buy and they looked slow and they looked tired and they mm-hmm. looked like they desperately needed a break and that first weekend of the playoffs is kind of that marker 100% thereby. Yeah. so absolutely they need that time and you're right this is a very physical football team and so you brought up a couple people that I want to talk about. And, and let's start with Christian McCaffrey, who's been absolutely, obviously yeah. incredible for this football team. And kind of interesting, you know, when they made that trade, one of the the knocks, quote unquote, that people talked about was he gets hurt a lot and, and he's been injured, even though he really had not been injured. In that was the only knock, I think, really. Right? That was it. I that mean, was the knock. It. That was it, that they gave up so much for someone might get hurt. But what's funny about that is he really hadn't been injured in quite some time, uh, which was, if you like look back, I think it had been a couple seasons since he'd really had a, a major injury. But it's incredible how physical they play, how physical he plays. I don't want to jinx anything, but he's been pretty durable and it's been incredible. He's changed this team. Is he the MVP of this team? Is Brock the MVP of this team? How do you see that? Um, gosh, that's a, that's, a, <laughs> that's a really good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, who was talking about it the other day? Someone was saying in terms of the MVP award that, you know, it is kind of, it should, it should sort of be a quarterback award. And I, I didn't necessarily disagree with that notion. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I mean, easily, if I'm picking, it's tricky because like, if you're picking a player, like you're sitting there saying like, which guy do I want on the 49ers? I, I would say I'm taking McCaffrey. He's a weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, but you still need this, like the, the quarterback is the point guard. Like, uh, you know, it's like, do you want Steph Curry or LeBron James? You probably say LeBron, but damn, without Steph, what, you know, mm-hmm. do you have someone really distributing the ball? I, I would go, I mean, that's, again, I think that's why I would say that, that McCaffrey is the most important player on offense. I don't know. What do you think? I'm going to throw it back at you. Well, that which sort is of a really great strategy. Well, I think about the NFC Championship game, and they lost Brock Purdy very early on in the game, and then they lost Josh Johnson. Then they didn't have a quarterback, and they lost the game. And so they still had McCaffrey. And I'm not I'm taking nothing away from Christian. I think it's incredible. So I I know I look at it yeah. that way. Like once you once they didn't have a quarterback, it was over. But and then, so that, I guess that's the thing, though. That's why I say it feels like a quarterback um, mm-hmm. award. You take Christian out, you still have Debo, for instance. Right. Like, yeah, I know it's not the same exact position, but you can still, you still, I mean, you still have a bunch of different guys that can kind right. of step in, whether it's Juice or, I, I think that, um, you know, gosh, I keep making analogies to Miami, but it's, it's the two with Tyreek conversation too. It's the right. same thing. Like mm-hmm. you take Tyreek out, they still have, I mean, I, he's amazingly important, but they still have, Jalen Waddle and Raheem Mostert and these fast guys that can still get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, you take two out and the drop off at the quarterback position is just huge. So um, let's go with let's uh, let's say Brock Purdy. I kind of think Brock Purdy and I and they and I really kind of just thought about it with the NFC Championship, but that was once that was it. 
Like that was. Yeah, was it's just part. because there's no depth at the quarterback spot anymore right. anywhere. And there you don't get to have positions, all these weapons at quarterback. Which is crazy, right? Like, isn't that kind of weird? It's that, really like, weird. The most we all recognize, like the most important position in sports is quarterback. Yet, um, mm-hmm. we spend forty million dollars to fifty million dollars on the starter and eight million dollars on the backup. Like, where else is there a position with that big of of uh, a difference in salary between the starter and the backup? You're totally right. That's a really that's a really good point. Even wide receivers, like you, yeah, you're going to pay your the best guy in the league maybe twenty million, but then you're going to pay the next guy fourteen million. Like, right? It's still percentage wise, it's crazy. You're right. Know. That's a really good point, point. and it actually is kind of crazy when you think about it that it took that game to create a rule where you could have your third emergency quarterback right. in your most important position. Because if you lost two wide receivers, certainly not ideal. You still would have more guys on the team. That could play wide receiver. And those other wide receivers are also contributing when they're like the, the backup quarterback's just standing there. So I guess yeah. I get it in some capacity, but yeah, it's it's kind of a weird deal. Yeah, but he may just be standing there, but if you need him to come in, you really hope he's yeah. ready to go. Football's such a weird sport. This is a total tangent, but it's such a weird sport that way, anyways, is that when you're the backup, you're you're not rooting your opportunity comes when your teammate gets hurt. Like something bad happens. Yeah, but that's, that's just the way it that, is. That goes back to the whole reason why GMs are so apprehensive about bringing in like a Cam Newton, because right. you know that Cam Newton wants the starting job. Like right. I, I always think it's so funny that fans and analysts can't wrap their head around like, why doesn't this guy get a backup job? It's like the backup quarterback position is a certain skill set. Chad Henney is like the perfect backup quarterback because he's like, yeah, bro, let me know if I need to get in there. You know, I remember Mm -hmm. Jim Sorgi was Peyton Manning's backup. And I remember talking to him back in like 2006 and he was like the scare, the most nervous I've ever been in my life. I saw my entire career flash before my eyes when Peyton Manning stayed on the ground for three seconds too too long. (laughs) But that's, I get it. You want someone who's going to be competitive, but at the same time, like, you want someone who's going to be cool when he goes in. Cool when and he's you, done. God, what? And to be Peyton Manning's backup, like what? Yeah. Like no, he's no living a good life. That's a that's that's, a, that's yeah. That's who really did a nice job in that game totally. for the Chiefs. But again, he went to Michigan, so I'm going to keep bringing up White because <laughs> that's why. Uh, but but that's I, I think we we've solved it, Jeff. Yeah. We've solved the MVP yeah. conversation. So yeah. I hope everyone is watching and paying attention. But it, it's yeah. an interesting, tough conversation. Yeah, I just think I think it's a quarterback. I mean, I, it sucks, but and we'll have the conversation every year, and it'll always be a quarterback as the MVP, and probably rightfully so. They touch the ball every single play. Yep, one hundred percent. So let's talk about the quarterback. Let's talk about Brock Purdy. We're about we're just over a one year anniversary of when he came yeah. in for an injured Jimmy Garoppolo. It's fu- not funny, haha. But you think of when we talk about the backup quarterback, like last season. Yeah. Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo brought for me. That was right. quite a trifecta of quarterbacks. But we're about a year anniversary since Brock Purdy came in. And I think it would be safe to say he's been pretty incredible. Yeah. And I am not one to subscribe to this conversation. But he has so-and-so and he has so-and-so. Who cares? Like every quarterback benefits from the people around them. He still has to run the offense and he's doing it well. Uh, we see Kyle Shanahan really trust him in a way we've never yeah. seen him trust a quarterback in San Francisco. So. When you look back on this year of Brock Purdy, just what stands out to you? I mean, other than the obvious, of course. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think of, um, I, I, look, even with Tom Brady, 
you know, I, I never understood why anybody would say product of the system or game manager, like, mm-hmm. manager, like those are bad things. Right. To me, those are really good qualities, um, mm-hmm. especially when you have a coach who has such a high expectation and demand for that player. Like mm-hmm. to me, the quarterback is as much an extension of the coaching staff as he is the locker room. He is mm-hmm. like this liaison between the two. And, and, um, I, I think that if, if I was scouting the quarterback position, I would keep that in mind. And mm-hmm. Brock Purdy has done such a good job of navigating that. Um, and I would also counter the idea of like, he's got all these weapons around him. Yeah, that's awesome. But, one of the most underrated skill sets of a quarterback in the NFL is the ability to appease um, very skilled, high-profile players. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not easy to do, mm-hmm. and he does it well. Um, ball distribution. When, when I mean, these guys, every opportunity they get is, is their livelihood on the line. So making mm-hmm. sure that ball placement is the way they want it, um, the kind of throw they want, like... If they get open and they get their their shot, it needs to be right. And Brock Purdy does a really great job of doing all those things. So you can call him a game manager. Manager, You can say that he's a product of the system. I say, hell yeah, he is. And he's doing a great job of it. Absolutely. And I feel like, who cares? Like he's playing in this system incredibly well. And they're winning. And yeah. he does. it's a really good point that you make. That is a very underrated quality. And especially on this team, you have George Kittle, you have Christian McCaffrey, you have Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, you have Kyle Yushik. I mean, you have a lot yeah. of people and and there are people behind those people that on other teams would be more have more prominent roles. And he does an incredible job of kind yeah. of getting the ball to everyone. Big personalities too. I mean, like, yeah. I see, I mean, even in Philly, like you look how tough it is. Jalen Hurts is obviously awesome on and off the field. And you still, and AJ Brown is awesome all, on and off the field, but you still see him like jawing at, at Jalen. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, imagine every time you come off the field, you've got these alpha males mm-hmm. down your, sh- because they're like, when's my shot? You know? Mm-hmm. And I think that the 49ers, obviously Kyle has created a culture and system that makes sure that that is handled appropriately, but mm-hmm. it takes a quarterback um, with, with a certain type of leadership style that I think Brock Purdy um, in his just second year in the NFL clearly has. When you talk about the personalities, it's something that's always kind of stood out to me on this team. As you go in that locker room, there's a lot of stars and a lot of personalities and not a lot of egos. And I do think that is somewhat unusual. And I do think that's part of the success. Yeah, I mean, I always go back and forth. I think the 49ers are loaded with stars, truly, that would be stars on, on other teams too. Um, mm-hmm. certainly to the likes of Debo and Christian, um, and Kittle. I mean, they stand, a lot of them stand on their own. Um, but I also think that like high tide raises all boats. Right. Um, you, you know, you, you, everybody kind of, you put a system in place and, and there's success. Like that's how you become a star. So like, I go back and forth on that, but you're right. Um, one of the, difficult things to navigate is once your guys break out and become stars, uh, what happens next? And Mm -hmm. I think Kyle's managed that really well. I remember back when Jacksonville um, went to the NFC championship game years ago when Brock Bortles was the quarterback. 
the defense was so loaded with these young stars. It was like mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey and uh, I, I, you, I mean, it's these players, Campbell, all these stars on defense. And, uh, and it was like, they became stars. And then it was like, now what? And it kind of mm-hmm. blew up. They couldn't right. keep that, those personalities together. And I think that the 49ers have a culture in place that not only breeds stars, but, um, but maintains their kind of what made them stars in the first place. Oh God, I forgot about that defense. <laughs> that defense it was so, it was, a, I just remember being, I remember walking in that locker room one time and just being like, these guys are awesome, but these guys are crazy. Like mm-hmm. the second that this goes south for a second, this thing is going to blow up. And it did. And it did. in spectacular fashion seattle had that same thing happen and they managed to keep it together for the most part i mean they had drama i mean two players got into a fight the night before the super bowl so it wasn't like they were but that think about like seattle the legion of doom all those guys became stars at the same time similar to how like the 49ers have all become stars and um that's a really hard thing to manage and they actually managed it decently well they did um you know, for the most part. Yeah, they did. They did for the most part. You're right. There was drama, but they yeah. did manage it, manage it decently well. All right. So before I let you go, this is the last last question to talk about, which is super annoying. So I'm going to just preface it with that. I love but that. maybe it's less great. annoying for you than if I asked it to Kyle Shanahan. But if they don't win it this year, is it a failure? It's my deep the season? Yeah. Not the not the season. I take no, not the season. You can't go to the Super Bowl and lose and say the season is failure. So failure right. isn't the right word. If they but if they don't win it this year, like this feels like everything is trending towards them winning yeah. it. Failure is uh, but is it uh, fa- failure is like, probably not, not the not the word. I mean, you just start to get nervous for Kyle. He's gonna get like he's gonna get it eventually. Right. But but damn, it's been a road, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's, but he's young. It's not, yeah. I mean, he's still young. Mm-hmm. So what is he, 44? I don't think he's 44. I, he, I want to say he's like 42. Is he my age? 42? Uh, he might be 42. Let's find out. Um, something I should 43. Know. He's 43. 43. Yeah, we're the same age. It's just, you know, I'm um, so focused on the football, Jeff. I can't focus on the coach's age. So that's why I but, didn't know how to talk about that. No, actually, his birthday's next week. He turns 44. Yes, it is. His birthday is next week. So, I mean, like, He's still so young, um, but you do get windows, you know, and I feel like he probably, not probably, he definitely recognizes that this is a window. And mm-hmm. if you don't get them in windows, I mean, I'm sure he looks back at the 28 to three moment that way. Like that was the freaking window, but he wasn't um, a head coach yet. Mm-hmm. And he is now. So no, no, I don't think that the season's a failure if they don't win it because I think that they expect to win it. Right. Um to your point, things can change. Like, I mean, who knows what happens when? Like last season to me wasn't a failure. I mean, what are you no. supposed to do in that situation? Brock Purdy no, disliked me. That's why I look at last season very differently. And failure, maybe failure. It, it's, it's, it's a missed opportunity that that's will haunt you forever. That's <laughs> like more that. Last season, I look very differently because once that happened, that just, that's out of your control and that's, that's but that's what, but that ha- that's what happens. I mean, that's that right. is the difference between. I mean, look at the 2007 Patriots. They they mm-hmm. they were the greatest team of all time, like mm-hmm. 2008, 2008, 2008 Patriots, greatest team of all time. Great, like they would have been undefeated 
the first eight, the first um, undefeated team beyond a 14-game season the Dolphins had, mm-hmm. if Di- David Tyree did not trap a ball against his head, is that does that make the Patriots failures? That year they were, but, like, massively. Right. But They failed, because, but they weren't failures. Yeah. So it's a... Uh, I think that the 49ers are also still in a window. They've got a lot of tough decisions to make, but, mm-hmm. um, and they're going to have to draft really well. But, like, you run it back. I mean, you don't make wholesale changes. Right. You don't, you cannot look at this team. What is this, week 13? We're going right. into week 14. Week 14, you do not look at this team and say that you have not done it right. This team is built as a championship contender from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. There is not a flaw. So you can't sit there and say, you can't tell me a month from now, if some, or two months from now, if the shoe doesn't fall the same way that, that revisionist history, oh, that team sucked. This team right now is clearly built as a super, and I think that everybody would agree on that. So if everybody will agree on that now, mm-hmm. then you can't in six months be like, they got to blow the whole thing up. No. That's just ridiculous. That'd be, that would be, well, I'm going to go back to the, that would be bananas. Bananas. That would be full circle. That would be bananas. (laughs) Jeff, thank you so much for joining me today. Where they can find you on social and beyond. I mean, don't even try. It's honestly not worth it. (laughs) You want to see like you want to see like you know random pictures of me trying to make it seem like I have value in this life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can find him at ESPN. (laughs) Exactly. Just watch ESPN once in a while. Or like. Honestly, you don't even have to listen. You just be at a bar and be like, there's that guy. There's that guy. He was on that podcast. Bananas. That's basically basically my life. Every time I'm on TV, I get 14 pictures of me at different bars across America from people I haven't seen in years. That's amazing, actually. That's incredible. Well, thank you for joining me. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And I'll be excited to see all your stuff for Monday Night Football. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.